0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for February 14, 2011, and now the news. Several voices in the auto industry are warning that automakers could lapse back into overproducing vehicles, then increasing their incentives to sell them. John Kraftchik from Hyundai and Mike Jackson from Auto Nation had been warning about this. Now, Wards reports that inventory levels are increasing in the American market, a sure sign that automakers are making too many cars. In December, the industry had an average of 55 days of inventory. One month later, that jumped to 71 days. Amongst the major automakers, Chrysler has the highest level with 89 days, But even companies that traditionally run with lower inventory saw their day supply go up. Honda is now running with 80 days. Toyota with 76. And then at the opposite end of the spectrum, Audi has the lowest day supply. Only 31. But you know, that's actually too low. Customers are complaining they have to wait months to get the car they want. But they'd be complaining a lot more if they were buying a car in China, or I should say, they'd be complaining about the price of the license plates. In Shanghai, which is limiting how many license plates it will allow, demand for second-hand plates are soaring. According to Gasku, second-hand license plates now cost $6,600. The price for new ones is nearly $5,900. Some drivers tried to buy plates from other cities or provinces where the cost is lower, But Shanghai police say they will find drivers caught in the city during peak hours without the proper plates, and that's what's forcing up the price of second-hand plates. Of course, if you're buying a new Lamborghini, the price of the plates will seem like nothing. Bloomberg reports Lamborghini will unveil a new flagship supercar at the Geneva Motor Show called the Aventador. It's expected to cost more than $370,000. Powered by a 700-horsepower V12 engine, it should be able to blitz from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in just 2.9 seconds. Top speed is estimated at 350 kilometers an hour. That's almost 220 miles an hour. If this sounds like your kind of car, Lamborghini is already taking orders. Look for Aventadors in showrooms in the second quarter of the year. Just to show you how much the auto industry is changing, Thailand is set to become one of the top 10 car producing countries in the world. According to Wards, Thailand will build 1.8 million vehicles this year, and it will pass the 2 million mark in the next few years. Currently, Thailand is ranked number 14 in the world behind the United Kingdom. The growth in Thailand's auto industry is attributed to its strong economy, and investments from foreign companies especially from China. Old habits die hard. Americans seem to have already forgotten the energy price spike of 2008 when gasoline hit $4 a gallon. According to Wards, the average fuel economy of new light vehicles sold in the U.S. fell last year as pickups and crossovers gained in popularity. Year over year, the score dropped 0.2% to 22.2 miles per gallon, which is roughly 10.6 liters per 100 kilometers. You can blame it on relatively cheap fuel and a resurgence in the commercial fleet sector, which outpaced the rest of the industry. Consumers turned away from small cars in 2010, with the C segment losing nearly two points of market share. Instead, they bought crossovers, pushing their share to almost 25%. Last week, Ray LaHood, the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, announced the results of an exhaustive study by the National Academy of Science and NASA into runaway Toyotas. Some safety advocates say there are mysterious electromagnetic gremlins that cause Toyotas to accelerate violently out of control. But the best scientific minds in the country couldn't find anything wrong with Toyotas. I've said all along, this is a problem with human error. People are hitting the gas when they think they're hitting the brake. Here are four questions I would love to see the safety advocates and the Department of Transportation try to answer. Number one, how come there are no reports of sudden unintended acceleration involving Toyotas with manual transmissions? There should be at least a small percentage involving manuals, but there are none. Number two, how come there are no reported problems of sudden unintended acceleration outside of North America? Why does this pretty much only happen in America? Number three, how come this problem mostly involves senior citizens, and how come most of them are women? If this is an electronic problem, how does it manage to mostly find older drivers? And number four, how come it's rarely mentioned that this is a problem that's been around for years and affects all major manufacturers? Like I said, driver error explains all these anomalies, but that's not going to stop the plaintiff attorneys for suing Toyota for hundreds of millions of dollars. And while they will get rich in the process, it's not going to make this problem go away. Last week I told you about a new podcast in the AutoLine lineup. It's called Roundabout, and you can catch the most recent one in the John's Journal section of our website at autolinedetroit.tv. You can also subscribe to it in the iTunes or the Zune Marketplace. The latest show is called Indulgence and features Mike Levine of PickupTrucks.com. Good stuff. Check it out. And coming up next, we're going to take a look at the brand new Ford Focus. Back right after this.
1: Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need.
0: The C segment is really heating up. The Chevy Cruze is making strong headway in the market. Hyundai's new Elantra is a solid offering. And Ford is about to launch its redesigned Focus. With a full report... Here is Craig Cole.
1: We're in Hollywood, California right now, on the Sunset Strip no less, in front of a hotel with supposedly more rock and roll history than the 2012 Ford Focus has new features, and that is a lot. Come on, let's jump in this thing and take it for a spin. After years of waiting, we're finally getting the same version of the Focus as Europe, which should be music to enthusiasts' ears. The car has grown in both size and sophistication, but it still knows how to have fun. Underneath that trendy sheet metal, its updated chassis provides a rewarding driving experience. The ride is firm yet forgiving and body roll is minimal. But the real shocker here is the steering. It's probably the best electrically boosted setup I've ever tested. Dive into a corner and everything feels tight and controlled. Of course, what's under the hood also plays a huge role in how a car drives. Fortunately, Ford made some smart changes there as well.
0: The powertrain is anchored by a two-liter gasoline direct injection engine and it's mated to one of two transmissions, either a five-speed manual transmission or our six-speed power shift transmission. Um, Both of the transmissions are matched in order to give great performance and uh, enthusiastic driving experience.
1: The Duratec engine is smooth and quiet. Its 160 horsepower has a lot of top-end pull, but I found it a little weak in the torque department, even though 146 pound-feet looks good on paper. The car's curb weight doesn't help the situation. It tips the scales at nearly 3,000 pounds, which is roughly 300 pounds more than today's model, making for a power-to-weight ratio of roughly 18.5. With this car, Ford has declared war on inefficiency, It's fired a salvo of fuel-saving features at it to maximize the MPGs. Certain models are expected to return up to 40 miles per gallon on the highway. That's just 5.9 liters per 100 kilometers. Not only does Ford expect the 2012 Focus to appeal to buyers looking for both fuel economy and fun driving dynamics, but also for what it offers inside. This thing is loaded with technology, some of which you can't even get on vehicles costing twice as much. And some of those available features include my Ford Touch, push-button start, active park assist, and even a backup camera. But all of this begs the question, how much does it cost?
0: The pricing is carryover from the prior year at the entry level. at $16,995, so you get this car that's wider and longer and uh, certainly more sleek and aerodynamic and better in overall appearance with better content at the same entry-level price as the
1: current Focus. We think it represents a great value story. Of course, buyers that want more can push the price into the mid-20s, which is fusion territory. But no matter where the Focus fits in Ford's lineup, it is ready to rock and roll. The Hollywood Bowl is the ultimate for any performer. When you take this stage, you know you've made it. The 2012 Ford Focus has all the features it needs to be a star, and all that's left to see is how well it performs on the showroom floor. Reporting from Hollywood, California for Autoline Daily,
0: I'm Craig Cole. In the U.S., the 2012 Focus will be offered in two body styles, a four-door sedan and a five-door hatchback. It will also be available in four trim levels, S, SE, SEL, and titanium. Look for it at dealerships soon. And that is today's report on the latest news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.